What is up, Bump the Mat listeners? This is your host, Ralph Wentz, hosting another glorious and wonderful edition of Bump the Mat podcast. I am actually hosting from our little aviation skate park right beside the First Flight High School in Kittleva Hills. I'm here at the park with my son, Jameson. He's a little two-year-old Haley in there that likes to run around and carry his car around the park for no specific reason, but we're going to jump into the fallout of Money in the Bank, and that is the episode of Raw accumulating from Albany, New York last night, and we started off the night with Brock Lesnar, of all people, the money, the 2019 Money in the Bank men's winner. Now, as some of you guys may be listening that didn't get a chance to tune in to Money in the Bank, I said Brock Lesnar is your 2019 Money in the Bank men's winner. Yes, I'll say it one more time. Brock Lesnar is your men's Money in the Bank 2019 victor. Now, that may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but given the recent ratings scale and the the, the pretty much the lack of competitiveness competition in WWE right now, I see no other perfect way to boost the ratings and to bring in the Beast, who we all thought were leaving. Let's, let's be honest to each other here. We all thought Brock Lesnar, the Beast, was leaving after WrestleMania 35, and this is the first sighting of the Beast that we have seen since WrestleMania 35 at his loss to Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship Matt or championship. But we started off the night with him and Paul Heyman. Of course, he came out all excited and gloating and just full of joy because he did such a great job in his his match at Money in the Bank. Very sarcastically speaking, he never even wrestled, didn't touch a hand on anybody. All he did was push a ladder over and knock Ali off and climbed up the ladder and grabbed that briefcase. And now he is Money in the Bank champion, which means... For people who are pretty much not tuning in to Raw or SmackDown or WWE at all for the last 10 years, 10 or or 12 years, Money in the Bank means you have a contract inside a briefcase for a whole 365 days to cash in on whatever or whoever you want that owns a championship. That is Intercontinental, that is U.S., that is Tag Team, that is Universal, that is WWE World Title. So, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come out, and they, you know, how typical Lesnar, or typical Heyman fashion, he just gloats and gloats and gloats, and Seth Rollins comes out, he says, you know, why don't you put that briefcase on the line tonight, you know, do us all a favor, I thought I got rid of you. But since you're here, go ahead and put that briefcase on, you know, put it on the line and show us what a what a true man you are and show us why you came back. And, you know, and Heyman was saying, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be you, Seth Rollins. You don't even have to be in the match. It could be Kofi Kingston. It could be Rey Mysterio. It could be Finn Balor. It could be anybody that owns a championship in the 
Okay, Bump the Mat listeners, I'm officially going to hurry this thing up because my phone is just messing up all over the place. That wasn't actually a phone call. It actually glitched, and I don't know what happened, but I was talking, and then I looked at my phone, and it wasn't on anchor anymore. But Alexa Bliss had a moment of bliss with the man Becky Lynch. She is the Raw Women's Champion officially. That turned into... You know, she had Nikki Cross out there as well. The Iconics came out. Lacey Evans came out. That turned into a six-man or a six-woman um, tag team match, which Alexa Bliss did not compete in. She's, you know, the man was like, "Oh, you just sit there and look pretty, and you know, I'll do the rest." So that turned to, that turned into a six-woman tag match, which ended up being uh, the man pinning the icon, one of the Iconics. Drew McIntyre defeated The Miz. Not didn't really pay attention. Samoa Joe cut a promo taped backstage because of his shoulder injury. Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio got a shoulder injury. No surprise there. Rey Mysterio's getting kind of old, kind of fast. But I think it'd be interesting to see if Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic, plays any any story in this, you know, any part of this story that they have going on. Um, the 24-7 championship belt. What do I have to say about that? One word. Interesting. Interesting because it throws a whole different loop in WWE, especially for the next hour, or the last hour of WWE. So, we'll see where all that goes. Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins defeated Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. And that pretty much wrapped up Raw. But I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to hop off here. I'm going to walk back to my house with my kid, my son, my beautiful little boy. And sorry for all the interruptions. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public. And all the other platforms that you may hear uh, podcasts off of. But, um, God, I'm lost now because I'm sitting here walking. Trying to keep up with my little two-year-old little baby angel. But, uh, head over to my boy, uh, JB. I'm going to call him JB considering he calls me JR. His name is Justin Bateman. He is the owner, the rightful owner of the one and only WWE Mentality. You can also find him on obxtoday.com under the Multimedia tab. He is also on all the other platforms that you can hear podcasts off of. So that is it for me for Bump the Mat. I will be back on Wednesday tomorrow to recap SmackDown, the recap or the, the fallout of SmackDown after Money in the Bank. So... Tune in then. I will be on later that afternoon. And that pretty much wraps it up for me. I've got no other no other comments. <laughs> so I'm going to walk back to my house. I'm going to get some dinner cooking. You ready for some dinner? You hungry? Doesn't even care. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I am out. This has been another wonderful podcast. Another wonderful edition of Bump the Mat. Tune in some more. Me and JB over at WWE Mentality are trying to work a little thing out so we can get back on that double co-host podcast on 
his podcast, WWE Mentality, probably, hopefully, before every other pay-per-view that WWE has, which would be the next one is the Super Showdown held in Saudi Arabia on June 7th. But that ends it for me, finally. I am checking out. I'm going to catch the flight and get out of here. I'm going to go home and cook some dinner. So, everybody have a good night. Be safe. And tune in to WWE Smackdown Live tonight, starting at 8 o'clock p.m. on Eastern Standard Time. Later. Bump the mat, listeners. I am sorry for that interruption. My phone rang, and I did not turn it on airplane mode. That is my bad on that. But reverting back to what I was saying, Kofi Kingston came out and challenged Brock Lesnar, saying he's got to beat the best and the best is Brock Lesnar to really define Kofi Kingston's legacy as a champion. But it all turns out that Heyman said, you know, I have it in good authority that you two will be in a match tonight and we'll just hang around and, and see what happens and we'll hang out in the back and if Brock Lesnar decides to cash in his title... If he decides to cash it in on Seth, or if he decides to cash it in on you, Kofi Kingston, then we'll just wait around in the back to find out. So he kind of left us as fans in suspense and and wondering what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm glad WWE did that because it's going to keep fans interested in the product. But moving on to, I wouldn't say bigger things, you can't get much bigger than Brock Lesnar, but maybe better things. We go from Braun, we go from the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar to the Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman, defeated Sami Zayn. Now, if you remember, Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman in the past week have not had the best of relationships. Sami Zayn knocking Braun Strowman out of the Money in the Bank match, and then ultimately it didn't even matter because he was hanging from his feet on a cage at Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So, Braun Strowman defeated Sami Zayn. Lars Sullivan beats up the Lucha House Party again. So, here's my take on this story with Lars Sullivan. He comes out and beats everybody up. I know. I get it. Tough guy. But we've seen this act before. I've mentioned this in my podcast in the past that this is just irrelevant. We've seen a big guy. We've seen a big guy come in and beat everybody up. We've seen this storyline before. So here's what I would do from here on out if I were WWE. I would take everybody that he's beaten up. Kurt Angle. Matt Hardy. Because Jeff Hardy's on injured. Reserve, I should say. Kurt Angle. Matt Hardy. Lucha House Party. All the people he's beaten up in the past month or so that he's been there. Have them come out next week on Raw. And have have Lars actually start with a interview saying that nobody can beat him up. And then all of a sudden you get all these people out there that he's beaten up and that he's taken care of and put down, and they just whoop on him for however long, and then he comes back. That will show me that he is serious. He is uh, a monster. He's a freak, you know, and that's what WWE calls him. He's a freak. But put him against everybody that he's beaten up in the past month or so and then that would be a good storyline maybe even possibly have that going into Saudi Arabia or SummerSlam somewhere along those lines Cesaro defeated Ricochet so I don't really like this 
because Ricochet came in hot. He came in with Aleister Black. They were a great tag team, and then all of a sudden gets put in Money in the Bank. He loses a couple matches before Money in the Bank, and now he loses to Cesaro, and Cesaro's got a new entrance theme if no one's paid attention. Which, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's not nothing spectacular, but it's a good mix-up for Cesaro, something that he he needed. But the match itself between Cesaro and Ricochet was awesome as suspected because Ricochet is just that good. Baron Corbin provokes AJ Styles. Now, this was a backstage segment where AJ Styles is giving an interview, and, of course, Baron Corbin came along and put in his two cents, and that ultimately is going to lead into a storyline, I think, for SummerSlam or possibly Saudi Arabia's Super Showdown. Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon is set. It is set to be, you know, start at Super Showdown. But first, Shane said he has insurance. Insurance not meaning Geico or Progressive. Insurance in the in the form of a six foot five, six foot six, muscular dude named Drew McIntyre. So, hold on one second. Yeah, buddy. Not yet. We can't leave yet. Daddy's doing his podcast. Yeah. You want to come say something? Well, anyway, he said, Shane McMahon said he's done with The Miz, following money in the bank, and now he's turning his attention directly over to Roman Reigns. And Shane McMahon pretty much said, you know, you may be done with Elias Roman, but Elias ain't done with you. You're going to be facing him tomorrow in a Money in the Bank rematch on SmackDown. Hey, you want to say something to people? You want to say hi to everybody? No? Okay. So, yeah, then we move on to the Usos versus the Revival. Now, the Usos have been playing tricks with the Revival for the past couple weeks, so it makes plenty of sense for this match to happen. Unfortunately, Usos didn't win they didn't pull the the win out and this was a clean match this wasn't interfered this wasn't no tricks pulled oh no wait i'm sorry my memory serves me correct uh dash or scott dawson actually pulled the tights of jimmy uso at the end to get the pinfall so we'll see where all that goes i'm 100 certain that that's going to lead into the super showdown pay-per-view happening on june 7th but the Firefly Funhouse gets a little darker, a little bit more sketchier, and a little bit more, as Mick Foley say, edgier. This wasn't the typical, you know, ha- well, it started out with happy music, you know, to lure you in, and then they had the creepy little children that, you know, they're... they're... Jameson, no, sir. No, sir. You know, there's nothing more creepier than just, like, little kids dressed up in you know, zombies, you know, it just creeps me out, especially seeing them, like, flicker on and off, you know, like your TV would in a storm, to me, that's nothing creepier, and I think they're, they're, they're gearing up for something big with Bray Wyatt, and I'm actually just, I'm excited to see where this all goes, so, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, are they becoming friends, or are they becoming foes, so, Alexa Bliss and and Nikki Cross are backstage, and you know Nikki Cross was saying, "Hey Alexa, you know I did my best at Money in the Bank. I filled in for you." And then Alexa, of course, being her smart little self, said, "But you didn't win." 
So we're, I don't know where all that's going. I don't know if they're going to tag up, uh, depending on what Alexa Bliss's injury does for her and how that all pans out. But Alexa Bliss had a moment of bliss later on after that little backstage segment between them two and had the man Becky Lynch out. Becky Lynch actually lost her SmackDown title to Charlotte. Charlotte became the nine-time women's champion, but then quickly lost it to Bailey, who cashed in her money in the bank briefcase, who, who won the money in the bank uh, ladder match at the